Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Praise God. We want to jump right into the Word of God and get right into it. I want to talk about something that's dear to my heart, entering into the rest of God. Entering into the rest of God. If you just think about that title, entering into God's rest. Is God worried about anything? Is God anxious? Is God full of anxiety or fear? No, he's resting. The Bible says that six days in the book of Genesis, he worked. He created the earth by the words of his mouth. And God said, let the earth bring forth living things. And God said, let the earth bring forth a firmament. And then the Bible says, after he created all of that, he said it's not good that man should be alone. He made him a help meet. He created man. And the seventh day he rested. Now when God rested, that doesn't mean he just physically sit down and was quit working. God entered into a place of peace. He entered into a place of everything that we would need throughout eternity. It was finished. Otherwise, he wouldn't rest at every problem that would come up. Everyone that would need to be healed, every situation in his omnipotence, in his mighty, majestic fact that he is God. He looked down through the ages and figured everything that you and I would ever go through, anything that the enemy would try, and, and all of that he had provided Jesus, and then he rested. In other words, there is no emergencies with God. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us we ought to enter into his rest. There is a place of undisturbed tranquility. There is a place that is free from agitation and fear and worry and anxiety. And we are to labor. It sounds like an oxymoron, the fact that you work to rest. Yes, you have to work to rest. Our labor is in the word of God, speaking the word. Reading the word, confessing the word of God until that word getting you and drive out all the fear, worry, and anxiety, and we enter into God's rest. So that's the place we want to uh, enter into, particularly with the worldwide pandemic and all the economic uh, shaking that has been throughout not only the United States, but the world. There are a lot of people who are seeking rest tonight and rest today. And the Bible tells us, Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, chapter 28, excuse me, uh, Matthew 11, verse 28. He said, come unto me, all ye that's heavy laden, and you'll find rest for your souls. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy and my burdens is light. So we know that without Jesus, there is no rest. The real rest is in Christ, praise God. And the Bible says we are to enter into the rest of God. Let's get right into this. Hebrews chapter uh, 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to start with verse 9. And ver- uh, Verse 9 is very eye-opening and straight to the point. Verse 9 says, There remaineth therefore rest to the people of God. Notice we're talking about the Christians, God's saints. Uh, he's not speaking to the world. There's a place in God of undisturbed tranquility. There's a place in God free from agitation and fear and anxiety. He said there remains a rest to the people of God. 
For he that is entered into his rest has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. That just simply means that God does not need your help to bring his word to pass. You don't have to try to uh, figure out how, you're gonna meet your, how he's going to meet your needs. Just believe that he will. You don't have to try to figure out how God is going to heal your body. Just believe that he will. You don't have to figure out how God is going to protect you and your children and pay your rent. Just believe that it will. A lot of times we want to help God uh, like uh, Abraham and Sarah tried to do. When God says you're going to have a child and it's going to be of your own body and the child's name would be Isaac. And the Bible says that they got over in the flesh and they began to uh, came up this, with this idea, Sarah did, that well, maybe God wants you to have sex with my, well, the maid and then it'll be through her this promised child will come. No, God says it's going to come out of your own loins. And so they tried to help God. Every time we try to help God, it creates an Ishmael. God will never promise you something in the spirit. Isaac was a child promised in the spirit and then caused you to have to work in the flesh to bring it to pass. That that is flesh is flesh. That that is spirit is spirit. So when we're going to enter into God's rest, we have to cease from our own works. Try, and that just don't mean physically cease to work. Lazy. No, you need to work. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. The Bible says faith, work it. But it is talking about a state of mind while you're working, that you're not worried. You're resting on the inside. You're quiet on the inside. There's no fear or anxiety on the inside. So it's more than just the physical rest. It's the inner rest when there's peace and your mind is quiet. And you can hear the voice of God, hallelujah. That's the rest I'm talking about that will give you physical rest. He says here, let us labor therefore to enter into his rest. For uh, He says, let us labor, verse 11, to enter into his rest, lest any of you fall after the same example of unbelief. Unbelief concerning what? Keep reading, the word of God. For the word of God is quick, powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature, and watch this, that is not manifest in his sight. His who? The word. God. God. What he's saying, the word covers the whole spectrum of human existence, spirit. Soul, body, finances, there's not nothing you're going through, or I going through, that the word of God cannot see or that God does not see. His covenant. He said, Neither is there anything, creature, that's not made manifest in his God, the word sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him we have to do. In other words, God knows what you're going through. He knows what you need. The word of God will find you right where you're at, praise God. But the Bible tells us here that we are to labor to enter into his rest. Where is our labor? It's in the word of God. Amen. Let me tell you something. You have to work to rest. If you're going to get fear, anxiety, worry out of your life, you have to fill your spirit with the word of God. Take the thoughts and say it. Read the word of God. Meditate the word of God. Day and night, like what God told Joshua to do and in the first song. And he, he said, you'll make your way prosperous. Praise God. You have to fill your heart your spirit with the word of God. And the more words you get in you, the more your word level go up, your faith level goes up, and your fear level goes down. That's why a lot of people can't rest. They want to rest, 
but their mind is not anchored, their soul is not anchored in the word of God, praise God. So we got to labor. We got to, hey, while we're at home doing this pandemic, and we need to spend some time and make our own personal church altar in our home. Amen. It's time to shut the, the closet and go in just you and God and labor in the word of God. Praying, building yourself up in the most holy faith, reading the word of God, confessing the word of God, then believing the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says that's how we enter into his rest. You allow the word to do the work. You don't have to do it. God is the one said he'll meet your need. God is the one that says he'll heal your body. God is the one that said he'll protect you and your children. So you don't have to do it. God does not need your help. Believe what he said and rest. Quiet your mind. Quiet your spirit with the confidence knowing that God cannot lie. That's the rest we're talking about here. Now, this is so very important because there are people that are taking drugs, alcohol, they're depressed, some Christians, some non-Christians, more non-Christians, looking for rest, just want to quiet their mind. And there's so much going on through the world and television and newspaper and the, 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 the coronavirus and, and, and the lack of funds and, and layoffs and when the economy is going to pick back up and all of this stuff. And what about my kids and what about school and when they're going to go back to school? How am I going to pay for this? I mean, where are we fearing anxiety? And here God says there's a, re, there's a rest that remains for the people of God. There's a difference between the world and the people of God. And he said, we which believe this word, we do enter into rest. God don't want you worried. God don't want you stressed out. Take no worried thought what you're going to eat, drink, put on. For the birds of the air, they don't need a soul nor eat. They don't have a job. Neither do they get a paycheck. But your heavenly father take care of them. How much more valuable are you, O oh, ye of little faith? So God wants you and I to enter into the rest. In other words, cast down those worried thoughts and fear on the inside. I'm not talking about just physically cease to do stuff. You got to get quiet on the inside. Hallelujah. You need to quiet your soul. That's what Jesus said. Come unto me and you'll find rest for your soul, your mind, and your emotion. Because that's where the battlefield is. This is where all the mental and, and, and the emotional attacks is in the area of your soul, your mind, praise God. Consider Jesus, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. God wants you to rest. Some people can't literally rest at night because they're not quiet on the inside. Just because you physically lay down, but yet your mind is still, what about the bill? What about the car payment? What about the house payment? What about the children? How are we going to do this? Oh, the coronavirus. If you're still going through that in your mind, then that's affecting your physical body. So you didn't really rest. You just laid down. And yet your mind, that's why people are tired. That's why people are sick. That's why people are wore out. Because they don't know how to enter the God's rest. But notice here he said, there remains a rest for the people of God. I just made up my mind, praise God. I'm just going to believe what God says and let that become the answer to the problem and refuse to take on care and worry and anxiety. The Bible says, cast all my care on the Lord, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, by humbling myself because he cared for me. 
God knows what things I have need of. Praise God. I'm just going to keep seeking first the kingdom, keep preaching the word of God, and watch God bring us through this coronavirus. Let God restore the economy. Let God do it. I'm not going to even try to figure it out. I don't have to even watch the news to get my information. I can go in my prayer closet and pray, and the Holy Ghost will show me things to come. That's how you need to build yourself up in the most holy faith. Not sitting there. Now, don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with watching television here and there, but that's not going to build your faith. Trust me. All of these, uh, in the networks with all the bad news is not going to build your faith. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he said, we need to labor in the word for the word of God is. How much time are you spending the word? This, this week, since you've been home, how much time are you spending in prayer? Then you wonder why you don't have any rest. Why you can't quiet your soul or your mind or your emotions. Hallelujah. The Bible says thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he's trusted in me. He's trusted in the word. That's Isaiah 26.3. I want you to look at this from the Amplified. I want to take my time. Because this is, a, this is a time we need to learn how to rest in the things of God. The Amplified says it this way. Verse 9. So there is still awaiting a full and complete Sabbath rest. Reserve for the true people of God. Hallelujah. So that must mean that there's, there's a place God wants you and I to enter that we're not there yet. Hallelujah. It's been reserved. You can. For he, the Bible says, verse 10, and who has once entered God's rest. And that's what I want you to get. God's not worried about anything. Oh, look at the earth. Look at this coronavirus. Listen, God has declared the end from the beginning. He know how this thing going to end. The Bible says in the end, Satan is going to be cast into the lake of fire and we win. Now, I don't care what happens between now and then. No man, no sickness and disease going to destroy, is going to destroy this planet. Jesus is going to come, just like the word said, rapture you and I out of here. And then, praise God, Satan is going to be cast into the lake of fire for a thousand years. And then he's going to be cast there, the, the great white throne judgment. He's going to be cast in there forever. And the Bible says he's going to be destroyed with all the false prophets and the beast and we shall be with the Lord. So that's how it's going to end. I believe that. So I can rest. Yeah, but it don't look good now. Look at all oh, the coronavirus. Look how many people dying here. And look at them out this and all the layoffs and the unemployment and so and so. And oh my God. Yeah, all of that is happening. But the scripture says, this is what God said in Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a good final outcome or a good expected end. It ain't the end yet. Just because you're going through a rough spot, God has promised if we keep our expectation up, trust him, we're going to have a good final outcome. Amen? So until that time, I might as well rest. The Bible says he that keepeth Israel neither slumber nor sleep. I think that's Psalms 121. God doesn't Never sleep. He, 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 he watches over us 24-7. So why should I stay up all night losing rest, worrying over the bill, worrying over problems, worrying over sickness? No, praise God. Hallelujah. He that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. And he said, I give it my beloved sleep. So we need to rest, not just natural rest. I'm talking about when you quiet your inside. You know what I'm talking about. It's called brain noise. You get quiet, but here's a, oh, what about the bill? What about that? What about car payment? What about this? Oh, you bought that. You know, you got to get food. Oh, you got to get the rent. Oh, you got to go by and get the kids. That's that, that voice I'm talking about. 
That's what will rob you of your peace, praise God. So here he says that he that is entered into God's rest has ceased from his own weariness and painful human labor. You get that? God doesn't need your help to bring the word of God to pass. If he said it, he'll do it. There's nothing you can do other than believe him, trust him, pray, act on it, and roll your care on him that, that God needs you to do, praise God, to bring his word to pass. He spoke it, he'll do it. That's what Jeremiah 1.12 says. God watches over his word to perform it. You don't have to do it. Believe what he said and then rest. How you do that? By believing what he said. Cast your care over on the Lord. The angel came to Mary and Luke the first chapter and said, Hail Mary, you've been highly favored among all women. And the Bible says that he began to talk about you're going to have a child named Jesus, praise God. He's going to save his people from their sins. And Mary said, how should this be? Sin that I know not a man. And he said, the Holy Ghost going to come on you. And it's going to overshadow you. And the holy thing, the seed is going to be the word of God. Hallelujah. And then she said, be it unto me according to thy word. And if you read on down there, the Bible says that God said about Mary, blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things told her by the Lord. What has God told you about your finances, about your children? It's not your broad job to perform it. Your job is to believe. Blessed is he that believeth. Our part is believe what God says, meditate in it, praise God, cast down every thought, hold on to it, praise God, confess the word of God, for there shall be a performance of those things told by the Lord. God watch over his own word to perform it. So I'm not going to, hey, I, I cease from my own works before trying to bring the word of God to pass. I don't have to. God said it, he'll bring it to pass. That's what that scripture is saying. Human Labor and effort, just as God rested from his labors, particularly his own. Let us therefore be zealous, exert ourselves, and strive diligently to rest. That is, it says to strive to enter into the rest of God and to know and experience it Woo, for yourself. Praise God. That no one may fail. And perish by the same type of unbelief and disobedience which those in the wilderness fell with or had. He's talking about the children of Israel and God promised them the land of Canaan, but they murmured and complained. The Bible says that they, 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 they wandered in the wilderness round and around the mountain because they murmured and trying to figure out how God was going to do it. Moses preached to them. Hallelujah. There's the Canaan land. But the Bible says instead of believing the word, they complain and murmur. And their unbelief is what kept them out. They fell in the wilderness. The Bible says use them as, as, as an example, praise God. They who went on and they fell in the wilderness. Verse 12, then he tell you where the labor is. For the word of God, the word that God speaks is alive, full of power, making it active, operative, Praise God, effective, sharper than any two as your sword, penetrating, dividing the breath of the soul, the immortal joints, and marrow, and its deepest part of the nature, exposing and shifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and intents of the heart. And there's no creature, including you and I, that exists that is not concealed from him. In other words, the word of God can see everything about your life. God knows everything. You don't have to tell him about your problem. You don't have to tell him about your bill. The word will cover it if you'll get in it. 
and begin to labor in it. But all things are open and exposed and naked and defenseless to the eyes of him to whom we have to do. That's talking about Almighty God. So we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmity. God knows about your need. He knows about the coronavirus. He knows what are you employed or unemployed. He knows how much money is in the bank. You don't have to help God do anything. He's trying to tell us to rest. Believe what he said and then rest, praise God. Come, be still and know that I'm God. That's what he's talking about, getting still on the inside, praise God. So I want to put up this first statement. Our labor then, or rest if you want to call it, is reading the word, confessing, meditating, and believing God's word. That's what our labor is. Our labor is reading the word of God. Faith comes by here and hearing by the word of God. You got word. You can't be lazy. God has rewarded them that did. See, entering into his rest don't mean being lazy spiritually. It just means believing what God said and allow his word to become the answer to the problem and not worried about it. Our labor, rest, is in reading, confessing, meditating, and believing the word of God. Confessing the word of God. Building your head. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm the head and not the tail above only and never beneath. I tied, I give, and it's given to me again. The windows of heaven open concerning my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you that all things are under my feet. You've raised me up and made me to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Lord, I want to thank you that you haven't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, therefore I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise God. Then you meditate that. You speak. Faith come by hearing you speak the word of God. You got to labor. You got to read the word. Spend time in the word of God. And the more words you get in you, the more that rest begin to come over you. All of a sudden fear, anxiety begin to leave you. Why? Because that word has flooded your heart and you know that it's a covenant and God cannot lie. You got to labor to enter into the rest of God. That's why a lot of people don't have rest. They don't spend no time with God, no time in the word of God, no time confessing the word, no time reading the word, no time meditating the word of God. And especially during this time that we're not meeting together in church, you got to make sure that slowfulness does not take you over. Just sitting at home, eating, watching television, eating, cooking, <laughs> but you ain't getting no word. You're feeding your face, but you ain't feeding your spirit. Hallelujah. When we all get back in church, we're going to find out whose body been fed and whose spirit been fed. Some folks, you might not even recognize they ate so much food. But their spirit. The Bible says that my words are spirit in their life. The spirit man feeds all spirit food. That's the word of God. You gotta, that's where your rest is. You got to labor in the word. Every day, the same way your physical body eats food and produce a physical force called what? Strength. Well, your spirit, man. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that come out of the mouth of God. This, as you eat this word, it builds up your spirit, man. And the Bible says a man's spirit will sustain him in time of infirmity. When this coronavirus hit, when all this Lack hit, praise God, your spirit be so full of the word of God that even though stuff is happening all around you, you'll be just like Jesus was on the hinder part of the ship. There was a storm everywhere. Hell was raging, praise God. But he didn't know it because he believed that he was going to the other side. Now his disciples didn't believe it. He said, let us, not just me, go to the other side. They woke him up and disturbed his rest. Said, curse thou not that we perish. 
We, we know we're going to die. We just want to know, do you care? You understand what I'm saying? But, but because they didn't believe what he said, they didn't have any rest. Jesus believed he was going to the other side. He rebuked the wind and waved and said, peace be still, praise God. And they made it to the other side. What am I trying to say? It might look rocky right now. It might look stormy right now. It might be some things you're facing in your finances, in your body. But I want you to know you ain't got a word. There remains a rest to the people of God. You can speak to that storm in the name of Jesus, praise God, and tell it to peace be still. And it will have to obey you and your faith. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Working. Because they went, what man of man is this that even the wind and waves obey him? The same man of man they should have been. In other words, he said, where is your faith? Why didn't you speak to him? Why didn't you have enough peace? Why didn't you have enough word to rebuke the storm? Because they hadn't been spending time in it. So we need to take time while we're at home, praise God, to get some word and some fellowship time with Almighty God. And the more words you get, the more peace will come over you. Matter of fact, I think it's 2 Peter, uh, the first chapter, it's either verse 1 or 2. It says this, grace and peace rest will be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The more words you get, the more revelation you get, the more peace concerning your bills concerning God's protection, concerning your children. It'll be not just added, but multiplied through revelation knowledge. But you got to spend some time in the word of God. That's where we got to labor. That's why it's easy for me to preach. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. Even during this pandemic, I'm going to keep preaching, praise God, from now. Actually, even when we go to heaven, I'm going to still be preaching. Why? Because I've learned something about entering into God's rest. Amen. Hallelujah. Let the word take the place to the problem. Just simply believe what God says and quiet your mind and know that God cannot lie. Praise God. Praise God. So our labor, our rest then is in reading, confessing, meditating the word of God. The word of God covers everything, the whole human Spectrum of man. Notice he said the word is quick, powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the spirit. That's the reborn you, your soul, your mind, and the joint and marrow, your body. Notice the word will affect your spirit, the word will affect your mind, renew it with it, and the word will affect your body. Send his word and heal them. It's got you covered. Spirit, soul, body, thoughts, and intents of the heart. There's nothing to God. Does not know. Nothing is hid. So what God is saying, why are you sitting up worried about that? I already know about that. I got that thing covered with every child and test. I will make the way of escape if you'll learn to trust me and enter into this rest of God. Hallelujah. So many Christians are dying and going home early because they haven't learned how to enter into God's rest. God bless Michael Jackson. Amen. One of the greatest entertainers of our time. And really all he wanted to do was rest. He had money, he had fame, he had fortune. And he found himself taking prothethol, which is a wonderful drug. I mean, that's what they use now when they do uh, uh, coloscomies. It's a wonderful drug, man. I'm telling you, man, I'm not, God, you talking about rest. Woo, I mean, you know, I don't mind that part. It's just all that saline and the stripping away, stripping this the day before. But the day of, oh, glory be to God. That's the best day of my life. Well, he took too much of that without the assistance of a doctor. And 
It cost him his life, according to, you know, reports. That's what they said. He just wanted to rest. There are people got money, fame, fortune, bigger, but they can't rest on the inside. Fear and anxiety is controlling their life. But here he said there remains a rest to the people of God. And what a timely message during this worldwide pandemic that has affected and shaken everything that can be shaken. You can still rest at night with confidence knowing that God will not fail you, praise God, and your needs will be met. And the protection power of God, the angels of God will take charge over you and your children and no evil will befall you, no plague or sickness, including the virus, will come now while you do it. There's a rest, praise God. Put your mask on, it's okay to work. Social distance yourself, it's okay. Wash all your surfaces, that's wonderful, praise God. Wash your hands, do all of those things. Give yourself six feet distance, do all that. But don't live in fear, because if you're in fear, you're not resting. Hallelujah. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, let's back up here in Hebrews to the third chapter. We're going to keep talking about this rest, and we're going to look at the children of Israel. When they was in the wilderness, God pre Moses preached to them. They had a promise, praise God, of entering, entering into Canaan land, a land full of milk, of milk and honey, which was a form and type of rest. But many of them didn't enter in, and we're going to see why here. We're going to read the last Two verses of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. Then we're going to read into chapter 4, the first three verses. Because it's all one concourse here. The, these were letters. They weren't written with chapter and verse. So from Hebrews 3, verse 18 and 19, says this. It says, And to whom he sware that they should not enter into his rest. Mm. But to them that what? Believe not. Believe not what? They didn't believe the word that he preached. So therefore they couldn't rest. They didn't believe that God could feed them in the wilderness. They didn't believe that God could make a way out of nowhere. And he showed himself time and time again. Caused manna to fall from heaven. Caused water to come out of rock. And yet... Miracle and sign after sign delivered them through the Red Sea, turned them down river in the blood, didn't mirror, and yet they didn't believe. And because of their unbelief, the Bible says they could not enter into his rest. Verse 19, so we see they could not enter in, enter into what? The rest of God, this place of peace and a place where God is doing his work and performing his work while you rest in your mind and in your emotion. They could not enter in because of unbelief. Unbelief what? Unbelief concerning the word of God. Now look at this from Amplified. This is so very powerful. This is what I wanted, to, wanted you to see. It says to him whom he swear that they should not enter into his rest. But to those who disobeyed, who had not listened to his word, who refused to be compliant. They didn't bring themselves in line what God said. I don't know how God's going to get the money. I don't know how God's going to pay the bill. That ain't my business, but I'm going to rest. That's where trusting God is. You don't have to know. The Bible says lean not toward your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. You got to make your mind submit to the word of God and become compliant. You know, it's come in line. But the Bible says they would not come 
into compliance or be persuaded. Verse 19. So we see that they were not able to enter into his rest because of their unwillingness to adhere to, watch this, trust in and rely on God. Unbelief had shut them out. Wow. They wouldn't rely on and trust in God. Their unbelief shut them out. It shut the door to the grapes. It shut the door to the Canaan land. It shut the door to the land flowing of milk and honey. It shut the door to provision. It shut the door from protection from the end. Unbelief, unbelief. You cannot walk in unbelief and please God and think you're going to receive from God. That's fear. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. Their unbelief shut them out. All except two people. And that was Caleb. That was Caleb. The Bible says Caleb and who was the other? Joshua. The Bible says they had another spirit. They believed what God said. Their unbelief kept them out. They said, but we're but just, we're but just. Just, just grasshoppers in the midst of giants, and so were we are grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in the sight of our enemy. But Caleb and Joshua stilled the people, the Bible says, and he said, let us go up at once and possess the land, for we be well able to overtake it. And it might have took 45 years, but 85 years later, Caleb and Joshua entered in after all those unbelievers died out, praise God. Just two people entered in, and God took them and started a whole new generation, praise God. I want you to know, I don't care about how God's going to do it. That ain't your business. Your business is to believe that it will and then enter into the rest of God. That's what disturbed you is when you're trying to figure out how. The Bible says Abraham, when, he, when God spoke to him, by faith he went into land and sojourned, not knowing where he was going. Well, God, where am I going to go if I leave my father? How will you? God says leave. He went out by faith, not knowing. You don't have to know. It's time to become a barefoot priest. Let God lead you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I know that I know God is not going to lead me. But except in the past of righteousness for his name's sake, even though I don't know where he's leading me, I know he is leading me into good things. But we want to know everything. That's why we lose our reason. Well, where the money going to come from? How are you going to get it? That's none of your business. That's unbelief. And notice here it said that unbelief shut them out. Wow, look at that. We see that they were not able to enter into his rest. You know why a lot of people? Because they won't believe what God said. They're trying to figure out all night where the money going to come from. Oh, if I'm going to get my job back. Oh, if I lose this. What if they come and repossess my car? Blah, 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 blah. The Bible says they couldn't, there was no rest because of their unwillingness to adhere to, trust in, and rely on God. Unbelief had shut them out. Now put up my statement because it's so very important right here then. I want you to see this. Then not believing what God has promised. What has God promised you? To supply all your needs. Thou be the Lord thy God that healeth all thy diseases. He's promised I'll save you in your house. He's promised I'll make you the head and not the tail. He's promised that when you're tired, he'll open the windows of heaven. Uh, look, God ain't going to make you believe nothing. He's just going to give you his word. And it's up to you to believe it. Not believing what God promised, unbelief, that's what it's called, 
will shut you out of your inheritance. What is your inheritance? Everything Jesus died to give you. In the Old Testament, it was the land flowing of milk and honey. It was the land with full of grapes and clusters of grapes. It was the land, praise God, of more than enough. And the giants and the napkins were there. And they, some of them never in it in, even though it was legally theirs. Why? They didn't believe what God said. Well, in the New Testament, our inheritance is everything Jesus died to give us. By his stripes, ye were healed. Praise God. Healing is part of my inheritance. Peace is part of my inheritance. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The joy of the Lord is my inheritance. I inherited joy, praise God. The Bible says that this joy I have, the world didn't give it to me. That Jesus' joy would be fulfilled in me. Hallelujah. Household salvation is part of my inheritance. Acts 16, 31 says, if I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, then I'll be saved in my house. Well, praise God. I ain't going to worry about my kids. I'm not going to worry about that son and daughter. I don't care if they're on drugs and listen to rap music. That's God's business. I'm not going to stay up all night tossing and turning over them. I'm going to believe what God said and enter into his rest. That's part of my inheritance. Now look at this, praise God. Acts 20, 32. They didn't believe what God said. That's why Paul said, now I commend you to the you to God and to the word of his grace. I like that. The word of his grace. What is grace? Unmerited favor? Yes, but it's more than that. Grace is sufficient for me. Grace will pay my bills. Grace will get my children saved. Grace is an ability that goes beyond my own ability. And when I get in that word, that grace begins to be multiplied. I tap into God's ability and it will build me up and give me, give you your inheritance among them sanctified. It, you don't have to seek the car, seek the home, seek my, seek the word and the kingdom and all those things will be added. Hallelujah. But how are you going to enter into your inheritance if you don't receive the word of grace, which is able to build you up? God spoke to them, spoke to them, and the Bible says instead of believing the word, they murmured and complained in the wilderness. Moses have led us out here to die. And the Bible said they finally failed in the wilderness. They didn't enter in, not because there wasn't a rest, not because they failed to enter in, because their unbelief shut them out praise God now if you if you if you look at this real good he said their unbelief shut them out and we 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 go back to Hebrews chapter 4 now verse 1 through 3 we just read 3 at the end of it he's still talking about the same thing the rest of God chapter 4 verse 1 through 3 he said let us now that was them he said, now don't do, they don't believe. They didn't believe. What did God promise you? We stagger at the promises of God. Well, what if it don't work? What if he, I don't get it? What if he don't do it this time? You, that's why you're having a rest. You don't believe in what he said. Watch this. For let us fear a reverence. Let the same promise left for us now of entering into his rest. Any of you seem to come up short of it. Remember? Uh, chapter uh, 4 verse 9 said there remains a rest to the people of God. He's talking to the people of God now. Hallelujah. We shouldn't be worrying like, like the world. We shouldn't be fearing like the world. I, I know there's a pandemic, but, but he's, there's a rest in the midst of this pandemic. There's a rest in the midst of economic doubt. There's a rest. He said, let us praise God. 
a promise being less of us, left of us to enter into his rest, seemed to come up short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Just like I'm preaching to you right now the answer to what you're worried about. But I can't go in your house and make you keep worried and tell you your kid going to be all right. The money going to come. Don't worry about the sickness. and the You got to believe what I preach. That's how Jesus operated. He would preach the word. Those that believed it got it. Those that didn't, didn't. Why? These signs followed them that believe. Praise God. Some of us say, well, we don't believe in that healing in our church. Don't worry about it. You ain't going to be bothered with it. How these signs follow the believer? Well, that prosperity message, I believe it's other that we don't believe it. Don't, you ain't going to get none of it. It's going to only happen to those that believe. So relax. You won't get no healing, no prosperity. Because these signs follow them that believe. Hallelujah. And I'm a believer, not a doubt. What about you? Praise God. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preach did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. How is it they can, you can preach the same message to the same people and they come up with two totally opposite things? Moses sit there and preach to them. It's a promised land. It's yours. God has given it to you. Go in, drive out the Anakins, drive out the giants. Praise God. It's a land flowing of milk and honey. Well, the Bible says that 10 of them heard that there was grasshoppers. I don't know what type of preacher they They went mixed faith what Moses said. They got an unbelief. But here's Joshua and Caleb heard the same message. So I don't know what y'all guys listen to. We be well labeled over. Let us go at once and possess it. God said it's ours. Two different viewpoints, two different perspectives. Because they were both believing two different things. One of them believing the lies of the enemy. Another's believing what God said. Rest comes from believing what God said. He said, let us fear then. Because he said the same way they didn't enter in, God is trying to bring you into healing, bring you into prosperity. He said, and I'm sending you a preacher. How can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach except they be sent? So then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All I can do is preach to you what God said. I can't make you believe it. The Bible says here, the damn word preached did not profit them. They didn't mix faith in them that heard it for, watch this, conjunction. I love verse 3. We which have believed, believe what? The gospel, the word, the promise do enter into rest. There it is. That's simple. You end in the rest by believing what God said about your health, what God said about your finances, what God said about your children. Hallelujah. Unbelief will keep you out. But he said, we which believe. Hallelujah. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that I don't have to see or feel yet. I believe it because God said it. It's the, that's all the evidence I need. And if I believe what God says, I'll see it. Hallelujah. If I believe what God said, it will manifest. It ain't my job how he's going to do it, where he's going to do it, when. All I know he's going to do it because he cannot lie. And I enter into rest. I believe the word concerning my children, praise God. Lord, you said in Acts 16, 31, that you would save me in my house. And it doesn't matter that my son or daughter's out don't drugs, shack it up with so-and-so, living this type of way. No, I believe the word of God. 
And I'm going to hold on to the word. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not even moved by the action. You said the seed of the righteous shall be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You said that if I would believe the word of God, that the work to my hand would be rewarded and they would come again from the hand of the enemy to their own borders. So I don't know how. It might be one. It might be three hours before you return. I'm going to believe what you said. I'm going to fight the fight of faith over their life instead of tossing and turning, losing my rest and my sleep over something that I don't really even have no control over. Worried about your enemies. People are going to do it and say what they want to. Believe what God says. He'll make them your footstool. Hallelujah. He'll make even a man way. He said when a man way please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies be at peace. So I've learned to believe the word of God instead of losing my rest and sleep over people who are going to do what they want to and say what they want to anyhow. Hallelujah. And he says here, for we which believe do enter into rest, and it is sworn in my wrath that they should enter into my rest. Although, look what God said. For as he is concerned, the works were finished before the foundation of the world. I want you to see verse 3 and Amplify. That is powerful. Look what verse 3. This is what God is saying. After God created everything, he rested. We which believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on God, do enter into rest. Believe what? What God preached, what the word of God said. In accordance with his declaration to those who did not believe should not enter in when he said, as I sworn in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. And this he said, although his works, this is for his God concern, had been completed and prepared and waiting for all those who would believe from the foundation of the world. God says, I don't have no. And from the foundation of the world, everything you would ever eat, need was set aside. When God called me into the ministry, way back in 1974, got saved out of high school, off of drugs, pills, quaaludes. God had already set aside the church, equipment, television stuff, the people, the, the steel, the money, everything, the drums, the microphone, everything that I would need. God, in his forethought, from the beginning of the world, it was set aside. He was waiting on my faith to come up to that place and grab hold of those things that were already kept ready and waiting, pray, things he had prepared before the foundation of the world. And I want you to know your realm is in the bush. Your money is in the bush. Everything you need, God says, rest. I got you covered from the very foundation of the world. You just don't know it. Because we live in time, but God lives in eternity. He can see down the road further than you. He can see past your job. He can see past the years. He know where you're going to be and know how to get you there, praise God. And he said, I got you covered. I, this thing going to end well. Hallelujah. No emergencies. Amen. But we, we got to figure out every doggone thing. That's why, that's why those are people don't have no beef. They just want to know everything about it. Who it at? Where they from? What's your day? How long they been coming? What? Well, shut up. Lord, help me keep my nose out of other people. Why you got no peace? You can't handle your own life. But you're always trying to snoop around in someone else's life. They should have named you Snoop Dogg. Oh, my God. Praise God. Let me leave that alone. But anyway, what am I saying? Just trust God, word, and we wisely do enter into rest. Now, 
This thing is good and good. I'm, 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 I'm preaching myself happy. So, not believing what God said, we've talked about that, is what will keep you out of the things of God. How do we enter the rest? We simply, we enter into God's rest by simply believing his word. Wow. Wow. By simply believing his word. His unfailing promises. We which believe, believe what, what God said. I believe by his stripes I'm healed. But the doctor said, they say, no, I believe what God says and I ain't going to lose no sleep. Hallelujah. I'm not denying what the doctor said. I'm just going to believe what God says because that's what gives me my rest. Yeah, but, but I believe my needs are medical and treasury. Yeah, but you know right now you ain't working. Ain't no money in the back. No, 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 but God says I got seed in the ground. I'm going to believe what God said. See, believing is a choice. You got to make a decision to believe. We enter into God's rest by simply believing his word. We which believe the promises. Caleb and Joshua believed it was their land. Guess what? They went in at 85. They possessed everything God told them. The others died in the wilderness. Had no rest. 2 Corinthians 1.20. The unfailing promises of God. All the promises of God then are in him Yes, yea, that's what that means. And in him, amen, unto the glory of God. Look at that, look at that. All the promises of God, healing, deliverance, God meeting our needs, promises concerning our children. You know, I heard people say, well, you know, sometimes God say yes, and sometimes God say no, and then sometimes he say not now. No, no, that ain't what the scripture says. I don't know what Bible you read. My Bible says everything God promised is in him, yes, yes, I'll heal you. Yes, your needs are met. Yes, you're more than a conqueror. And amen, the Amplified says, so we say, so be it. So our response to the promises of God when I'm preaching, your needs are met according to his riches and glory, should be yes, amen. God has saved you and your household, yes and amen. You're the head and not the tail and the, now, well, I don't know, yes and amen. Because all the promises of God are yes. He said it, he'll do it. He spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's why people don't rest. They don't believe the promises. Look at first, look at first Kings, chapter 8. Almost done. Verse, verse 54. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 54. I trust you're getting something, saints, members, you that are streaming. Because God wants you to rest. There's a whole lot of unsettling things on the television right now coming through the tubes. There's a whole lot of people on the streets and really, really not on the streets, they're at home, but, you know, they're just worried. They're, they're unsure about the economy. But there remains the rest of the people of God. And you're going to have to just simply start believing the word of God, spend some fellowship time with God and believe what he said. Look at 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 54 through 56. This is so powerful. And I'm reading from the Amplified only. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 54 through 56. When Solomon finished offering up all this prayer and supplication to the Lord, he arose before the Lord's altar and where he had knelt with his hands stretched toward heaven and he stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice saying, blessed, that means empowered to be, to prosper and have success. Blessed be the Lord who hath given rest 
To who? The devil's people? The world? No. His people, Israel, the church, you and I, according to all that he promised. And I like this. Not one word has failed of all his good promises which he promised through Moses the servant or through the word of God. Hallelujah. Moses just wrote down what God said. Not one promise has failed. Bless me, the Lord God. He's given how? Rest his people. How can you rest of your children? Believe the promise concerning. How can you rest over your finances? Believe the promise concerning your finances. How can you rest over your health? Believe what God said about your healing and your health. Instead of what everyone else, that's why you don't have any rest. He said he's giving them rest to his people. We're life, church, Israel, according to all he has promised. And not one word. Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but not one jot, a t- you know what it means? A dot, a period. God, hallelujah, has integrity. He said, my covenant, I'll not break nor alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth. Not one word has failed of all his, and I like it, good promise. You know, a lot of people make your promise and it ain't good. Huh? Yeah, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you looking around in the house right now at somebody. Promise you they're going to give you the money that they, that they bought from you. You ain't seen it yet. Promise you that I'll meet you here and help you do it. You ain't, you ain't seen them. Prom- you know, people don't keep their word. But God keeps his promise. Not one word has failed of all his good promise, which he has promised to Moses, a servant. So thank God. You can, you can literally, if God said it, you can bank it. You can take it to the bank. God said it, it's going to come to pass. Because the rest, though, is in the promises of God. So listen to this statement. So then God gives us rest in his promises. Our part is to believe what he promised. Mm-mm-mm. Now notice he said not one of these good promises have failed. He can't make you believe it. And we wish we do in and arrest. If you want to try to figure out and worry and toss and turn and get in front God, he, it hurts his heart. But that's your choice. He said we would believe do in and arrest. So our part is to believe what he had promised. Look at Romans chapter 4 about Abraham. And you'll see this, verse 20 and 21. Look, look what this says about Abraham. Now he's 100 years old. Sarah is 90. Grandmama withered up. The Bible says his, his, her womb was dead. D-E-A-D, dead. And Abraham's body was dead at 100. But God still, see, God can give you a promise in the midst of dead things, in the midst of a virus, in the midst of lack, in the midst of famine and stuff come alive. He staggered not. That's what we do. Well, what if it don't work? Well, I know he said that, but get your butt out the way. That's what's been holding you back, your butt. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Remember, what did unbelief do? Unbelief shut them out. They didn't believe what God said about their inheritance. They didn't believe what God said that that's your land. They didn't believe that they can drive out the giant. They believed that they was grasshopper, and it kept them out. Man, unbelief is dangerous. You need to be around people that believe God. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Matter of fact, Abram said, I believe it so much, even though I'm 100, Sarah was 90, I'm going to start praising God. I'm going to start like it's already done happened. I already see Isaac. Why? 
Look at the next verse. Because he was fully persuaded. That's been the problem. You ain't fully persuaded God can meet your need. You're not fully persuaded that God can heal you. You're not fully persuaded that God will protect you during this, this epidemic. Fully persuaded that what he had promised, all the good promises of God, not one himself, he was also able to perform it. Who's going to perform it? God. Who's going to perform it? God. See, you've been worried about how God's going to do it. You didn't say it. God's going to perform it. He makes a way out of nowhere. That's what faith is all about. Resting and let God perform what he said. And I want you to know Isaac came. Hallelujah. Why? You got to become fully persuaded about what God said. Amen. We're going to close with Mark chapter 4. Mark's gospel chapter 4. Verse 26 through 29. We're talking about entering into the rest of God. There remains a rest for the people of God. I want you to know God wants you to rest well. He don't want you worried about job and finances and children and what's going to happen when they go back to school and am I going to be able to pay for this? Do There's a promise that covers everything that pertains unto life and godliness if you're a believer. And God wants you to believe the promise and enter into this rest. He will perform what he said. In Mark chapter 4, now remember this is the parable of the sword. So I, I, I want y'all guys, and, and I, I know I didn't even tell you know, verse 14, uh, they may not even put it on the screen, but, but we, we're going to read it because we need to know, even though I'm going to start with verse 26, we need to know that the seed is the word of God. Mark chapter 4, and then we, we look at verse uh, 14, read it with me. The sower sowed the word. The sower Sort the word. So the seed that he's talking about in this parable is what? The word of God. Now, drop down to verse 26. Because he's going like to liken the kingdom to the word of God. The seed of the word of God. How it grows. Verse 26. And so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed, the word, into the ground. That's the ground of our heart. In the natural, the, the farmer planted in the ground, we plant the promise in our heart. And then out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speak, and we bring forth those good things. He sows the kingdom of God that a man should cast seed into the ground. And look at this next three verses. And should what? Sleep. And should sleep. Rest. He put the seed, he say what God said, and he didn't worry about it. He goes to sleep. He rests. He's not up at night. I wonder if that seed going, Lord have mercy, at two in the morning trying to see if a corn kernel coming up. He's not up there. Is the Where are the cabbage at? No, he's putting confidence in the seed. He rests. We wish bleed to in the rest. Obviously, this man bleeds the word because he put it in the ground and the Bible says that he should sleep and rise night and day. He goes to work, come back home. Goes to work, come back home. Goes to work, come back home. He's not worried. He's not in fear. The Bible says he's sleeping. He's resting. And the Bible says, and the seed, the word, should spring up, grow up, and he know it not how. Oh, my God. How God going to get the money? How God going to save my son? How God going to get us in that house? We don't qualify. How God going to give me that job? Oh, my resume ain't good enough. How God going to keep? How, that's none of your business. Lean not towards your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all this heart. God will perform his word. 
This guy, he said, I ain't even going to try to figure out how God going to do it. I'm just going to rest night and day like it's working with expectation. And the Bible says, he know that how, look at verse 28. For the earth bring forth fruit of herself, the law of progression. All of a sudden, he's been resting, trusting, speaking, praying, meditating. And first a blade come up. Uh-oh. Then the ear. Mm. Then the full corn in the ear. For the fruit is brought forth. And immediately he put the sickle in the harvest. Because what? The harvest is come. Look at that. The law of progression. He don't even know how. Back, back that up. Back that up. Back that up. The Bible says of that part where he said he sleeps. Just back it up there. He says that he go into the ground and that, that he sleeps. That's rest. Oh, we tossing and turning. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, I hope I don't get fired tomorrow. Oh, Lord. What if that virus? What if I get some germs? Oh, Lord, I got me some oil. That ain't resting. This man puts confidence in the sea. He goes to work night and day with a joy and a step and pep in his step. And the sea should spring up and he know it not how. In other words, he's not trying to figure out how God going to do it. That ain't none of your business. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then he said, first the blade, then the ear, then the harvest has come. Look at this. Praise God. Uh, let me see. Do I want anything else? I want verse 27 from the Amplified. Just give me verse 27 from the Amplified. The Amplified says here in verse 27, it says that he, I like this. He continues sleeping, undisturbed rest. <laughs> See, he entered the God right. He said, wait a minute, God came out. I'm just going to plant what he said. I'm going to speak it over my children, speak it over my father. I'm going to bed. I and ain't going to let the devil. I, I, I cast down every thought, every imagination other than what God said. He continues to sleep. See, he's protecting his heart. He's protecting his peace. He's casting down. Don't think the enemy ain't coming talking about the kids, talking about the seed, talking about your crop going to fail. Every lie that the but he is protect. He continues resting, and he rises night and day while the seed sprouts up, grows, and increase. Increases on the way in your life, praise God. He know it not how. You don't have to understand how something worked to enjoy it. I don't understand how a microwave worked, to be honest with you. But I take my belongings and put it in there, praise God, some cheese, pop it in, put me some mayonnaise, have a good time. I didn't go down, let me see technically, was it the thermonistic uh, vibrations? Or, I don't care how it works, just cook my bologna. There's a lot of stuff you don't understand that we enjoy. You don't understand how that still get up and, and fly in a plane, but you just get on it, strap down and say, hey, I'm headed to Dallas. You don't understand how that plane is doing that. But you expect to arrive because your ticket's hit from Greensboro to Dallas. And you didn't even know how. So quit trying to figure out how God going to get your money. How God going to protect you. How God going to pay this. Just believe what he said. Plant the seed and continue resting night and day. And God, your peace. And there come a day, first the blade, then the ear. Praise God. And he said, "Woo! the harvest has come. And he was rested, praise God. That's why a lot of people are so wore out and rings under the eye. They can't rest. They can't get quiet on the inside. They go to work and, and they lay down at night, but they don't quiet their mind. Hallelujah. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Now listen to this. 
find a couple of statements here. So then sow the seed, the word, then go to bed, rest, don't worry, don't worry. Notice he sowed the seed, went to bed, and he rested. He wasn't tossing and turning. I couldn't get to sleep at all that night. No, I ain't tossing and turning. What is he doing? He's putting confidence in the seed. That farmer rests because he knows that the seed is the word of God and it's an incorruptible seed. And if I just keep believing and trusting there, come a day. Hallelujah. I'm going to have tomatoes, corn, okra. I'm going to have and harvest. Look at this second statement. Don't worry. Trying to figure out, figure it out. Again, I say rest. Put confidence in the seed. Well, how God going to save my, my boy, bad as he is? How God going to save my daughter? How God, that's none of your business. Just believe the word, the promise concerning. We wish believe the promise to enter into rest. That's God's business, how he going to do it. After all, he said you. We used to figure out how you're going to get saved. A lot of people used to shake their head at you. Here you are sitting up in church. Hey, man, and if God can change you, he can change anyone else. That's his business, though. Don't worry. Trying to figure it out. Rest. Put confidence in the seed, the word of God. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. The seed. See, once you plant the seed, it, ain't, it might get a harvest this time, but maybe not the next time. We're not talking about seed that can fail. We're talking about God's word. And the Bible says being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. The devil cannot stop or corrupt the seed of the word of God. Anything God promised, the only one that can stop it is you with your unbelief. It's an incorruptible seed. Look at that what it said, being born again. Did you get that? I said the devil can't stop it. All the drugs, the alcohol, the liquor, the, the, the purple haze, the, everything I did, the slit, slit smoke, liquor bull, all that, all the pounds of reefer, all of that stuff that I did, all of that, window pain, everything that I snorted, every pill that I dropped, Quaalude 714, when I chose, they said Jesus come into my heart in 1974, all of those drugs and Satan and all of his demons couldn't stop me from being born again. I acted on the seed of salvation and a new birth came into my life. Whether the devil can't stop you from born again, getting born again, he can't stop you from getting healed, he can't stop your needs from being met, anything that God's word promised, he cannot corrupt it. All you need to do is learn how to plan it and do what the God did. Just go to work night and day. Sing, praise God, be like Abraham, be fully persuaded, praise God. Don't stagger at the promises, embrace the promises, rest in the promises of God, knowing that he, the Bible says, fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform it. So I don't know what you're going through, members. I love you. I trust this message has edified you, build you up. I want you to rest good tonight. I want you to rest good during this pandemic. I want you to rest good doing all this economic uneasiness and downturn and, 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 and up and down and stop. I want you to rest because you're not, your rest is in the word of God. And you got to labor. You got to spend some time in the word of God to drive out the fear and the unbelief. And all of these things that's been robbing you of your peace. Jesus said, come unto me, 
all ye that labor. See, you've been trying to do it. You've been trying to you know, change your child, get the money, you know, just work. Now, he that in the God, you cease from your own work. You've been trying to work. You got three jobs. You got a job from, from, from you know, one in the morning from seven to three. You call, get off, you got one, then you got one for four to nine, then you go at night shift all night. You're just tired. You got a job. Dog got a job. He works at PetSmart. Goldfish got a job. He worked at, everybody got kids. Ain't number 12. You got, and, 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 and you're not resting. God says, I can meet your need. Cease from your own labor and believe what I said concerning what I promise you. Hallelujah. And we can enter into the rest of God. That rest is in his word. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Members, partners, friends, I love you. I appreciate you. I want you to rest. Trust God. Put your faith in God. Be fully persuaded. Everything he's promised you, he will bring it to pass. You don't have to forfeit your peace and forfeit your rest. Get in the word of God and rest in his promises, praise God. Well, God bless you until next well, I guess I'll see you Sunday at 11. Amen. I love you. Joyce, love you. We are praying for you. Be blessed.